Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. Well, welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to be talking about the Kingdom of God. And uh, we're going to be talking about it in relationship to Micah. And we're in chapter 7 of Micah. And we've been going through it now for a number of weeks. We took a break a couple of places uh, to get other things done. But uh, we should finish up with Micah today. But I have a tremendous amount of notes that we've been taking on all kinds of topics in the world today. I mean, there's all kinds of news in the world today. And all this kind of relates to Micah because that's what Micah was really about is the the fact that uh, your priests, your ministers in the early Israel, as well as in the early church, were a news source because they were a network of tens, hundreds, and thousands. Ten families got together. They formed what eventually became known as a synagogue in the uh, Hebrew, and uh, they picked a minister from usually amongst the Levites. And then that individual minister got together with nine other ministers. And when I say ministers, I'm talking about government ministers, but they were a government of freedom, a government of liberty. So all the contributions to the government, just about all the contributions to the government were free will offerings. There was one compulsory offering and that was about a half a dime. And it was kind of your ante up. And uh, anybody could pay it for you if they wanted to see you in the mix, in the, you know, in the game. And the game was life or death. The game was liberty or bondage. The game was you and all those people in the network against the world. And the world was the organized systems created by men like Cain, Nimrod, Pharaoh, Caesar, FDR, you know, all these radical socialists that were uh, poisoning humanity throughout the ages. Uh, now we have AOC and uh, <laughs> Omar and uh, Obama and, uh, and Biden. And they are your leaders. Uh, whether they are legally your leaders or not, that's another question. But the fact is, they're the ones telling the guys with the guns what they can do. And they want to get your guns away from you. Because you've already gone into bondage. You already have the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is the social security number. That's your badge of servitude. That That tells the world that you have a right to benefits to the entitlements of the world that come to you by way of men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority one over the other. Uh, they take away from your neighbor through covetous practices to provide you with benefits so that you can have free bread. Because you don't pray to God for your daily bread. You pray, pray, pray to the government for your daily bread. And... Uh, you know, or your stimulus check, or your welfare, or please take care of my parents, because uh, I gave at the temple, and the temple is the temple of social security, or 
national insurance or you know whatever country you're in, they're all doing it. All around the entire world are doing it. And if you go way back over 2,000 years ago, they were trying to do it then too. And uh, Polybius, uh, the historian of historians in fragment of book 8, I think, said, For how, by the bare reading of events, can we hope to learn and understand either the magnitude of the occurrences or the thing of greatest moment? What means, what form of government fortune has employed to accomplish the most surprising feat she has performed in our times? That is, to bring all the known parts of the world under one rule and dominion, a thing absolutely without precedent. Well, what's going on today shadows in comparison to what Polybius was seeing. But the same principle applies, and throughout nature, I'm working on a whole series of life, and tell you how it works. You know, I've, I've got books like The Covenants of the Gods out. And that's telling you how it works in the legal realm. How the governments of the world make you merchandise. And of course, we know, because Peter said, that it's your covetous practices that make you merchandise. Everybody wants to say, oh, it's the Rothschilds, it's the banking system. And those are the tools the hammer and saw, but it's you who have made yourselves merchandise and cursed your children as surety for debt. Uh, You have uh, failed to pay the piper and uh, you've asked him to provide you with benefits, but now comes the time where you have to pay the piper, which is why on the cover of the book, Covenants of the Gods, is the Pied Piper. Because eventually the Pied Piper gets all the children. The problem is, is that the ruler of this world, or the one who desires to be the ruler of the world, is, is, does not want mankind here as anything more than slaves. And he's using people like, you know, Bill Gates and Fauci and all these zombies who live in darkness in order to implement his plan. Because his plan is not just to rule over mankind, but in order to do that, he has to diminish the population, has to decimate the population of mankind. And he's well on his way to doing that. And uh, I shared with the network and with the ministers and uh, people uh, a video by uh, Bhakti, Dr. Bhakti, the most the most cited doctor in uh, in uh, bacteriology and research in the history of Germany. The guy's a genius, and he's also retired, so he's not worried about losing his job. But he is speaking out, and I had videos up before on our page. You could have listened to it at uh, uh, the science at preparingyou.com. But I added a new one this week. Uh, because he's given another interview, and uh, he's saying don't get the vaccination. And he's saying, between the lines in this short interview, 
is, I don't know, 20, 30 minute interview that uh, you don't want to get, if you've gotten it already, don't get any more. And uh, he says, because you will be contributing, contributing to the decimation of the human population. So how is getting a vaccine, if it is a vaccine, contributing to the decimation of the human population? Well, if you had been paying attention and if you were part of the network and you have been uh, not sitting in darkness like most of the world, you would have listened to people like the former head of FISA, Vice President of FISA, former head of the uh, science at FISA, uh, Pfizer, who uh, said, if you ever want to have children again, don't take the vaccination. Man or woman. <laughs> and they're lining up. Hey, we just heard on the news, just before the show started, that the White House is setting it up with dating apps so you can find other people that have been vaccinated. And, of course, you should if you're going to date, you should date somebody who's already been vaccinated. You should not date somebody, uh, if you're not vaccinated, you should not date anybody who is vaccinated. You shouldn't even be around them because there's something called shedding. Now, if you're on the network, we've already informed you about shedding to some degree. I'm going to do a, an entire show, uh, you know, a podcast. I won't, I won't do it on this station, uh, because there's a delay in going out. And I don't want to delay. I want it to go out right away. Uh, to all the people that are already sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands first, they've already been notified to some degree, although I have a lot more information to share. And of course, and that's the way it should be, because Christ was very careful not to tell everybody everything. He, he was only going to tell those who were following the way. And uh, he, he warned the apostles not to tell everybody everything. Tell those who are, you know, doing what Christ commanded, which is to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. But don't tell everybody because it's dangerous and it's getting more and more dangerous. You know, I have avoided being censured because I've been very uh, clever, not me clever, but the Holy Spirit has guided me not to get booted off of Facebook <laughs> and booted off of a lot of social medias. And uh, we're spread out all over the place so that no flags go up because of large numbers of people rushing to one site. We have lots of different sites. And we're trying to create a network t entirely independent of the Internet because that's what the early church was. That's what early Israel was, was it was a network of those Tens, hundreds, and thousands. Those ministers. And they operated by faith, hope, and charity. And not force, fear, and fealty. Which is the way, you know, Cain, Nimrod, Caesar, Pharaoh. They all operated through force, fear, and fealty. You know, they compelled the offerings of the people. The Pharisees were starting to go that way as well. With their Corbin, which is why their Corbin was making the word of God to none effect. What is Corbin? It's sacrifice. And the sacrifices in ancient Israel were always free will offerings, but they were no longer free will offerings in uh, Judea because they were now compelled offerings, which you would call taxes. <laughs> so if your free bread 
if your free education, if your free fire department comes by way of taxation, you're not free. And you are back in the elements of the world. If you can't take home all your paycheck, if 100% of the work you do during the day, you are not allowed to enjoy the fruits of it. Say like one-fifth of it is taken away from you and given to somebody else. You don't have any choice in that. Somebody's going to just take it away and give it to somebody else. You're in the bondage of Egypt. God sent Moses to take you out of the bondage of Egypt, wrote the Bible so that he would tell you never to return to the bondage of Egypt. You have returned to the bondage of Egypt, and you have done that while going to your churches. Because they're your churches, they're not his church. His church would never lead you back into the bondage of Egypt. Because God said he never wanted you to go back there. Which is what Micah is all about. Your watchmen are blind guides. Your watchmen have led you back into the bondage of Egypt. That's where you're at. It's not, I'm not, I'm not condemning you for it. I'm just telling you the truth. You can see how that little bit of truth is irritating the heck out of you. Let's call it the heck out of you. Because you don't want to believe that you're back in the bondage of Egypt. You want to believe that you're free and that you believe in Jesus. And that you're saved because you believe in Jesus. Well, you know, I got a next door neighbor named Jesus. We call him Jesus. But it's spelled the same as Jesus. And he's a nice guy. He's got a lot of great qualities. His wife is a wonderful person. Uh, his wife's brother is the local state trooper. But that's not Jesus, Jesus. That's not Jesus the Christ. That's, a, that's somebody else. And most of the people who say they believe in Jesus don't really know him. And he, they're going to be told, Get ye from me, ye workers of iniquity, Because I know you not. And I'm trying to help you get away from that status of saying, Lord, Lord, saying you believe in Jesus, because you see some wonderful things in Jesus. You see some wonderful things in the teachings of Jesus. But if you're not looking at the whole Jesus, the whole teachings of Jesus, the whole way... You're going to lose your way and you're going to become a worker of iniquity. And you're going to sit in darkness and you're not alone in the darkness. You're in there with some evil creatures that have evil intent. Because if the shedding is correct and the, the, the hydrogel mixed with nanoparticles in this vaccination, which is evidently what's going on. We won't go into it all on this show. We'll go into it in the podcast. You're looking at the decimation of the human population, according to the most quoted scientist in Germany, who is a friend of John Ioannidis, who is the most quoted epidemiologist 
in the United States for years. He wrote the book on epidemiology in America. And he's saying that, you know, the, the, the institutions that are supposed to be watching for your welfare in medicine and telling you the truth about what's going on have been hijacked. And we'll cover that as well. And they're not telling you the truth. And they're lying. But he doesn't get in the news if he doesn't toe the line. Now, he hasn't been as courageous as uh, Bhakti. And I hope he repents of that. And I don't know all of what he's doing because I'm not in constant contact with him. Like I said, I had had doctors here, uh, a doctor here, who was going to a symposium at at Stanford, where Dr. Ioannidis, and I'm sure he would have run into Dr. Ioannidis there. I don't know if he was a part of the symposium or not. And Dr. Ioannidis said that this this pandemic is not a big deal from the beginning. And we knew it. And we told all the people that are in the network, and, and we have the articles published showing you the science from the very beginning. 1,500 of the most vulnerable people in our population were heavily exposed to the coronavirus. Seven died. And I suspect that half, if not most, of those people who died, died because of incompetent medical treatment. Isn't that... by people with white coats. Do you believe that? They had white coats. They had diplomas somewhere on the wall. And they were mistreating them. And I can prove it. Because they didn't know what they were doing. Because even though they had a degree of knowledge, they sat in darkness. But we'll save the details of all that. For another time. I wanted to, in my notes here, before we start heavily into uh, Micah 7, I wanted to point out that Gad uh, was this name of a pan-Semitic uh, god of fortune. And when I just read Polybius there, it says, this form of government fortune has employed. That word fortune, they capitalize it in the quote. Because that's the name of a god. A goddess. Depending on Greek (laughs) or Roman. And and, uh, Polybius was a little of both. He was a Greek from Corinth. And he was literally a hostage in uh, Rome. Because uh, Corinth was having um, some political difficulties with Rome. And uh, they were trying to insist upon their loyalty. But... He was highly respected amongst the Romans. Uh, and he's, like I say, the historian of historians. But anyway, so when he he said fortune, he's talking about this goddess of fortune. Now people say, oh, well, they're polytheistic believers in God. Well, they knew. You know, the Romans knew that the world was not built on the back of a turtle. Yet they had these stories about the world being on the back of a turtle. <laughs> It didn't really think it was a real turtle any more than, uh, you know, a lot of the other things. It was a way in which to tell stories. It was metaphors and allegories. 
talking about things, you know, to be passed down like nursery rhymes to their children. They, they could navigate the seas. They understood the rotation of the stars. But they had these stories, and sometimes that's all that survived the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Now, the question is, are you going to survive the decline and fall of the new Roman Empire? And Christ came that the world, the people of the world, might be saved. You're not saved just because you say you love Jesus. Jesus says you have to be a doer of the word. You're not saved by your doing, but if you're not doing, your faith is fake. Fake faith. Like fake news. Fake education. Where you think you know because you have a diploma on the wall. But you're under a strong delusion. I added to that page this morning. Go to preparing you and read the article. So, anyway, this this word gad, this root verb of this word gad, because it's the same letters, and because all the language is filled with metaphors and allegories in the way in which they're trying to explain something. So, words have double meanings all the time, which, when we do our study on life, we'll show you how... You know, you think, well, you have all this DNA and this this little DNA gives you blue eyes and this little DNA will give you red hair and this little DNA will do this and that. It doesn't work that way. The same DNA that might give you blue eyes may also organize your liver. <laughs> and... Organize the ducting system from your gallbladder to your liver. Uh, the, this is a miraculous thing. DNA, we think of the double helix DNA as if that tells you everything. That sets everything. It's like some kind of a computer code. And it is. But it has multiple uses. It has subroutines in <laughs> <And> the coding. <laughs> so that you can turn on and turn off those subroutines by other things going on. But we won't get into that. It will be off on a tangent. But this word gad, it means to cut or divide. And that's what they're doing. They've been doing that for a long time. Socialism divides the people from the people, but binds the people to their government that hands out free bread. And organizes the economy. And America has become becoming socialist for 50, 60, 70 years. I mean, 100 years. You, if you go back to 1913, you were bringing in a socialist money system. And, and, you know, saying that only our government should create money and not the Federal Reserve. The government's not supposed to create money. God created money. Just weights and measures. But we'll talk more about that and we'll get into Micah and show you why you sit in darkness when we come back to Keys of the Kingdom. So let's let's get right into Micah so that you can understand. We gave you a little uh, first half hour of the show. 
we we touched on some of the things that are going on now. You may not believe all that yet, but like I said, we'll do a special podcast and we'll go into a lot of the actual science and detail and history. And of course, a lot of that's already up at Preparing You. You can look up coronavirus. You can look up shutdown. You can look up side effects. You can look up the science. And we have all kinds of sources, hundreds of footnotes, so you can figure it out for yourself. And uh, not just go off of the media and what is often fake news. And we also touched on the fact that you're going to ministers who've led you back into the bondage of Egypt, something God said never to go back to, something Christ was leading the people out of. Christ and Moses were in agreement. Uh, the, what The way out is the love of Christ, which is the love that Christ had for one, us, which we should have for one another. And if we really love one another, we would not be coveting their goods, their inheritance, by trying to take it away through men who exercise authority. Micah's talking about the exact same thing. In Micah 1, the very first chapter, is telling us that the watchmen have failed to warn the people their schemes of getting their brother's inheritance will bring desolation and destruction. And according to Bhakti, Dr. Bhakti, it will decimate the human population. And of course, now there are all kinds of people, hundreds of reports coming in, of people dying, people getting sick, blood clots, uh, sudden bruising, just by being around other people that have been, received this injection. I won't say vaccinated, they'll say received this injection. Bears is reporting it. We know Bears only usually reports about 1%. And when we point that out, the fake fact checkers say, yeah, but <laughs> uh, we, we, we can't say who's sending this into Bears. What's the point then? What's, ha- what's the point of having it? And, and why isn't your ministers checking this out? Why aren't doctors checking this out? It's because your watchmen failed to warn the people. And they failed to warn the people because they sit in darkness. The second paragraph tells us the people will suffer with no hope. And be overrun because they believe a lie. Well, the virus was not the only lie. It's a lie that it's okay to take away from your neighbor if it's for a good cause. To send men to your neighbor's house to force them to contribute to your welfare if you think it's important. That's that's a lie. That's a covetous practice, which if you go into chapter 2, it, it's telling you that those that devise iniquity, these covetous practices, will eventually not succeed. But they will do it. And that's what you have. Socialism is a covetous practice. It's where you desire benefits at the expense of your neighbor, which Christ forbid. He says, not to be like the governments of the Gentiles, the rulers of the Gentiles, the rulers of the other nations, who exercise authority one over the other. They call themselves benefactors, but they're, do, they're providing you benefits by exercising authority. You're not to be that way. He tells you that Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And then he appoints the kingdom to them. The church should be your entire social welfare. 
And the only way it could do that is if you did what else, the other things that Christ commanded is sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and actually live by faith, hope, and charity, which is the definition of love, the love of Christ. The love from Christ to us. He sacrificed himself for us. So some people actually say, well, we don't have to sacrifice anymore because uh, Jesus did it all. Well, you might think that. You know, we don't have to pile up stones and burn up sheep. But, of course, we explain and show you with hundreds of footnotes and going through the language and going through the history and going through the events throughout the history that God never wanted you to pile up dead stones and burn up sheep. And your watchmen on the wall didn't tell you that. They told you that God wanted people to pile up dead stones and burn up sheep. And this brought the people together, the smell of burning sheep. I've smelled burning sheep. It's not going to bring you together, guaranteed. It stinks. <laughs> Wool does not burn. <laughs> It smolders. But anyway, uh, the second part of Micah 2, their eyes will be darkened, but the upright will hear. Well, people, their eyes have been darkened. They don't see this. They, they think it's okay to be like the governments of the Gentiles who have benefactors or men who call themselves benefactors and exercise authority one over the other. They think it's okay to send my kids to public school and force my neighbor to pay for my child's education. We think it's okay to force our neighbors into debt, into bondage, uh, to take care of our parents. We don't take care of our parents. Why were you supposed to take care of your parents? Which is what honor your parents mean. So your days would be long upon the land. Well, you haven't been doing it. You've You've relegated that job to the government and the government takes away from your neighbor or borrows against the future of your children in order to take care of your parents. And they do a better job of taking care of your parents than most of you, but they're going to bring destruction. Those that covet will be the enemy of truth. Their blindness will bring destruction. But a remnant shall find refuge. So maybe you're a part of that remnant. Well, if you are, you need to see what I'm saying and repent of those covetous practices that Peter said would make you merchandise and Peter said would curse your children. Already a done deal. So Mike is about now. It's about life. It's about the nature of God. We keep going after Gad and becoming divided. Socialism divides the people. The ways of Christ brings the people together. But the ways of Christ require forgiveness and sacrifice. Not that you're going to earn your way into salvation. But if you do not have the deeds of righteousness, if you're not keeping the simple commandments of God, that is evidence that you lack faith. And because it is evidence that your faith is actually dead. It's a delusion. It's an emotional. Your Holy Spirit is an emotional release, which is a chemical reaction in your physical body. The real Holy Spirit is not an emotional event. It's actual power. And you're going to need that power. 
Because Micah 3 tells us, because they bite one another, they will be devoured, and God will not save them. I mean, did God open the door to the foolish virgins? No, he said, I'm not going to open the door. The, the guys who came without the wedding garments? Jesus tells us that he had them tied up and chucked out the door. Now, God has mercy, but God's not not going to let you in just because you say, Lord, Lord. And Christ said that. It's not those who say, Lord, Lord, but those who do it the will of the Father. People say, oh, no, that was before the crucifixion. Then why are the apostles telling us not to have anything to do with people like that? Well, now that they're vaccinated, you may not want to have anything to do with them. You may want to give them a wide berth. You certainly are going to want to keep your children away from them. Your daughters and your sons. Because the idea is to decimate the world population, to reduce the world population down to 500 million people. That's actually, they got that written in stone. (laughs) I'm not making it up. I mean, I remember when Gates was cheered because he suggested such things in San Francisco. But you're not going to see those reports on the 6 o'clock news. Because that's not where the watchmen get to go. The watchmen of God. They're on this station and in our podcast. (laughs) So anyway, because they bite one another. That's a, you know, if you were following this along at preparingyou.com, go to Bible link and then you look up Micah and you go to the first thing on Micah. We have links there to articles showing you how you are biting one another. And so anyway, in in Micah 4, the first paragraph of that chapter, the remnant shall come and be blessed and protected. But are you that remnant? Are you repenting? Are you seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Are you going the other way? Well, we'll see. Are you going the way that Christ said? What is the way? And uh, the second part of that, the flock of Basra shall inherit for the Lord and his purposes. Basra means fortress in the Hebrew. So, what is the flock of Basra? What is the altars of clay and stone? They're people. Altars of clay and stone. Clay, Adama. That's what they used. The word there for clay was the word Adama. You're Adama. Stones. Same Hebrew word for stones is the same Hebrew words for friends. A gathering of friends. We have such metaphors in our own language. You know, that guy's as solid as a rock. So do we go up and tap him and hear, you know, the... Oh, yeah, he is as solid as a rock. No, it's a metaphor for God's sakes. The altars of stone were always living stones. The sheep that you gave or the vase of oil or the, or the wheat that you gave as your sacrifice was the, how you funded the welfare system of Israel. And that brought the people together. And I've told you stories over and over again. About how people, generations, 
are still coming to the aid of other people because something their father or grandfather did years before. That's how you do that. That doesn't happen anymore with socialism. It's not, you know, now people are stabbed in the streets and the the people watching it, they, they shut their shades or pull out their cell phones to get a photograph. They don't care about one another. I mean, like your your protest this last summer, you know, caring about lives, they killed people. They killed black people. They killed good black people. They decimated black businesses. Burned them down to the ground. They don't, they're not operating with love. They're socialists. They're communists. But they don't know it. They're, they don't know they're zombies. Zombies don't know they're zombies. <laughs> but that's where you're, that's, They've turned into perfect savages. Those of you who listen regularly know exactly what I'm quoting here. And from such you should keep away. But you should be gathering with those who are seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So in Micah 5, we see that there, there are this remnant of Jacob. And the way of Nimrod will be destroyed. What was the remnant of Jacob? Now, Jacob turned out to be a pretty good guy eventually, but he plotted originally to steal his brother's inheritance. And, of course, we saw earlier in Micah that that's, that's, they were devising iniquitous plans to steal their brother's inheritance, their fellow man's inheritance, to, to bring him back into the bondage of Egypt where he had to labor without pay. For at least a fifth of the day. When I was a boy, my dad was laboring half the day without pay. Half the year without pay. Because he was in a 50% income tax bracket. And if you were in a 50% income tax bracket, you're actually paying more than half. Because you got all those other taxes coming at you from everywhere. And so, the cities, the strongholds of the works of your hands, this works of iniquity, will be destroyed. And that's where we're headed. People are worried about, well, I, I want to avoid the vaccination. I'm not going to take it. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, the, the uh, Kate Brown, who's not the legal governor of Oregon, has just uh, announced that uh, you you can join the lottery for a million dollars if you go down and get vaccinated. <laughs> She's dangling that carrot out there. This is for a disease that 99% of the people will survive. More than 99% of the people will survive. Even the most vulnerable people, the aged. Only a fraction of 1% will die from this disease. Most people don't even show a symptom. They don't even know they had it already. Some of you say, well, I've had it already. I don't need the vaccination. But I know people who've had it already and they went down and got it. And they're already shedding. I know this from personal experience. I don't know what we're going to do with them in the days to come. I don't know how long they will live. I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns in this. But I know that Christ has a way. You're just not following it. 
You're not doing what Christ said. And your ministers are blind guides and they're not showing you the ways of Christ. They're showing you the ways of the Pharisees, the covetous practice, the Corbin of the Pharisees. Go read our article on Corbin. Why have ye rejected me and returned to Egypt? That's what he's telling us in Micah 6. That's what he's asking us in Micah 6. The failure to practice pure religion and keep the commandments is bringing you to this precipice. So now we're in Micah 7. And we can just start reading Micah 7 right off from the beginning and see what it has to say. I have a huge amount of footnotes in this because we're kind of bringing it all together. If we don't finish it in this show, I'll add it to the show this afternoon. If you want to know where all these shows are, you have to get at, you know, everybody on the, our network, they've all been informed over and over again. So if you're not getting informed, it's because you're not in the network. And the network's just an email network, and you can get on that easy enough if you're, it, you're on the Internet at all. But the living network, that's where you want to go. That's seeking, that, these are, there's steps in seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All of those steps include what Christ commanded. What Christ told us to do. Told his ministers to do. Which the modern church is not, we just heard a story at the beginning of this, uh, uh, just before the show started on the news, where the Lutheran church, I guess in Sweden, I have, I have in-laws in Sweden now. Uh, they, uh, they're, they're saying that they're transgender. And, uh, the problem is, is that the church, they're trying to get more people to come to the church, but the reality is the churches are just empty in Sweden. Pretty much that way in Norway as well. Why would they go to church? Well, I mean, there's better music on the radio. Uh, you know, you can get podcasts with all kinds of music. If you want to listen to sermons, you can do that with your headset. You don't have to go anywhere. I mean, all your benefits, all your welfare, all your bread, your daily bread, that doesn't come from church anymore like it did in the first century. That comes from those men who exercise authority one over the other. You know, they, they had the, real quick, they had this, uh, Guys who went into, was it Norway or Sweden? I think it was Norway. But uh, they they set up a car and they darkened the windows so that, you know, they were like fogged up or something so you couldn't see in the windows. And uh, they had a recording in there of a girl screaming and being attacked and a guy inside shaking the car and guys outside filming the car, parked it on the side of the street where people would walk by to see who would intervene. Most of the people sped up when they heard the girl crying for help. They all had cell phones, but nobody was calling the police. There was only like two people that stopped to do anything. And, uh, well, there was, there was one woman who stopped to find out. And, uh, there was, you know, she must be a descendant of Vikings. <laughs> But then there were two other guys that opened up the car door and grabbed the guy and pulled him out and were looking for the girl. Of course, there was no girl in there. It was just a recording. And they were starting to beat on this guy. And the cameraman had to run up and protect him. They were from France. <laughs> they weren't from the Scandinavian countries. 
This is a product of socialism. It's not a product of Christianity. You got your benefits and you're drunk on your wages of unrighteousness. This is what happens. This is how you become perfect savages. Polybius told us this. Paul told us this. Peter told us this. Christ told us this. Moses told us this. And somehow or other, you think it's perfectly okay to force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare. Well, woe is you, which is where we start in Micah 7. Woe is me, for I am as when they have gathered the summer fruits, as the grape gleaning of the vintage. There is no cluster to eat. My soul desired the first striped fruit. Why did Christ take the kingdom away from the Pharisees? Because they were not bearing fruit. They were making the word of God to none effect with their Corbin. Because Herod had set up a scheme like FDR set up a scheme where you could take care of the needy of society through forced contributions. Everybody's got to pay their fair share. And they had Gabi and Malachi tax collectors collecting your social security payment, your income payment. They would pace off your fields. They would count the branches on your coming spice in your windowsill. Because they had a right to 20% of those branches. That's where you're at, folks. You've magnified your sin throughout the entire world. And destruction is coming. It's on its way. I mean, it's not, it's not around the corner. It's on the street where you live. When you get on the tramway, you're breathing in the destruction. Literally, physically. But, it's only because, spiritually, you've already been destroyed because you have accepted the lie that it's okay to covet your neighbor's goods as long as you do it through the power of government. Verse 2. The good man is perished out of the earth. And there is none upright amongst men. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net. Now, if you've gone to preparingyou.com and you've looked, clicked on the Bible link, clicked on the Micah link, and you're now on Micah 7, you'll see there's footnotes there by these words, like blood. You know, we see this all the time. We, you know, it's in this Micah 7. This term blood is not merely the common delet mem, but lamad delet mem, yad mem. Mem is that word for flowing. And you've got two mems in there with a yad in there that is this extra word, lamad. And Lamad is the hand. You, this net, you know, what should have been for your welfare has become a snare. This is why those covetous practices make you merchandise. You signed up for the benefit and now you have become a surety for debt. And your children have become a surety for debt. If you had read Proverbs 23, and it says to put a knife to your throat, 
if you desire the dainties of kings, rulers, men who exercise authority one over the other. This I'm showing you Micah. You say, well, that's Old Testament. I'm showing you Micah, and if you go and you follow all these links that we have on the page and, and look these things up, you'll see that this is repeated from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. You're now in Revelation. You're now a part of that full stock of merchandise. The soul, which includes the souls of men. And and men as slaves. You're slaves. You're back in the bondage of Egypt again. Which we called slavery. It's not really, it's servitude. But anyway, we'll be right back. Don't go away. So, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. So, this Proverb 1 and Proverbs 23, they're all talking about this. Proverbs is this... The, the mentions woman more than any other book in the Bible, but uh, it's talking about the iniquitous woman and the woman of wisdom and uh, their metaphors. Again, the Bible is just full of these metaphors trying to show you the principles of righteousness. And uh, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. I've got several articles linked there from that um, in uh, our page on Proverbs 1. That was verses 10 down through to 14. My sons, walk not thou in the ways with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil to make haste to shed blood. It's interesting that the uh, one of the side effects to this uh, uh, these S1 proteins flowing through your body because it, it only you know we show you the science studies from Georgetown universities that the S1 protein by itself can cause damage to your heart to your liver to your blood system to your uh, pancreas to to uh, the placenta cause your daughters to abort their children. There, that's a science study back over a year ago. Well, it's not over a year ago, but it came out in 2020 from Georgetown University. We link to it right there on the page at The Science. You can go, you can find it. They're telling you this. And, and that's why you see people bleeding. People with sudden bruising that they don't know where it's coming from. It's actually causing lesions even in your brain. And the, the vaccines are designed to get you to produce the, the you know, the Pfizer and uh, uh, Moderna vaccines are designed to get your body to create those S1 proteins and distribute them throughout your body. Supposedly to create an immune reaction. And they, they want to line you up for more and more of these. And they don't want you to know that, you know, you're going to be shedding blood. Uh, surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. 
you should have seen this coming. You should have seen the trap. But the trap began years ago when you decided it was okay to covet your neighbor's goods. To have one purse. That's what socialism is. One purse. Where somebody else gets to divide up what's in your pocket. That's what the golden calf was. Go read our article on the golden calf. It was the central bank. All the major city-states had these golden statues, which they called the reserve fund. They actually melted down the, you know, they sawed off a limb and melted it down to make coins to provide for the army during desperate times. People complained about that. But at least they had their treasury out where they could see it and people could take inventory. Is all the legs on the calf there? Are the horns still there? They know the gold was still there. You put it away in a vault like uh, Fort Knox, you don't know what's in there. <laughs> you don't know who owns it. The net is spread before the bird. You should have seen this. Your minister should have seen it. But they're blind guides. And they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privately for their own lives. That's what happens. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. When you tax your neighbor so you can have free school, you're taking away the life of your neighbor. That's not going to make him fond of you. You know, and they're robbing widows and orphans every day with their inheritance tax. All this stuff is going on daily. But you're so comfortable in your churches and in your theologies. But it's not the theology of Christ. It's not the way. The way is the way of faith, hope, and charity, not force, fear, and fealty. Because if they owe you, they own you. That's the way it works. So anyway, I, I take you to a link on the word hunt. You know, during the break, I actually fixed some of the typos. I had Delet spelled wrong <laughs> in Hebrew. And I left a D off of Lamad. All these letters have meanings. And if you, if you really, all our books are free online. You can, you can go and study this free online. You can gather together in a network with others that should be studying this because nobody's been teaching it. For decades and decades and decades. Actually, not very many people have been teaching it for centuries. So anyway, you have the opportunity of seeing now, of repenting, turning around, going the other way. All I'm preaching is that you should be loving one another. Not forcing one another to take a vaccine that may kill you for a disease that probably will not kill you. That may poison your daughters and your children, this cursing of your children with this shedding in the vaccine and all that kind of stuff, and I don't know how bad it's going to get. Nobody did animal trials. We know that the original animal trials, when they first tried to put this together, the animals did die. We'll talk more about that when I do the special show. If you want to get it right away, join the network. Go to Preparing You. Join the network in your area, whether you're in Europe or in Asia or South America, you can join the network. If it gets too much on the little group that is serving that area, we'll divide it up more. But you'll be connected as you join the living network. And you won't be dependent upon the internet. Because that's all going to go away someday. 
Every man is his brother with a net. He's hunting his brother with a net. And we have dozens of links showing you that that's... You know, Paul talked about this. Quoting David. What should have been for your welfare has become a snare, a net. A trap. Peter talked about it. Through covetous practices, you become merchandise in their net. But your blind guide pastors and seminary teachers are not teaching you this. But of course, we were prophesied that that would happen. We were told that there would be this strong delusion and people would believe a lie. And that many, even the very elect, would be deceived. So the fact that you were deceived, okay, that's great humbling experience to understand that. Now you have the opportunity to repent. Just turn around and seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is a network of people who care about you as much as you care about yourself. Or let's put it as much as they care about themselves. And then you have to do the same to be a part of that living network. Because that network will give life through the blessings of the Holy Spirit. Because that's what Micah was saying. That they would be blessed. That remnant who are faithful in the ways of righteousness would be blessed. There will be a Basra for them and for their children. But you have to repent. You have to turn around your thinking. Start thinking the way Christ was thinking. The way the apostles were thinking. The way the early church was thinking. Because the modern church is not doing what the early church was doing. Verse 3. That they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh. And the judge asketh for a reward. Yeah, a judge just ordered private schools... That they have to let transgender men shower with the women. Or vice versa. I don't think they'll have a lot of that. But they have to do it. Because the judges say so. I I can show you case after case after case where judges have taken bribes to put children in jails. Millions of dollars in bribes. Some of them were caught. Most of them were not caught. In America. You don't get this news very often, but it's it's real in Pennsylvania. They've taken millions of dollars in bribes to fill the jails with children, you know, because they were privatizing, you know, the youth jails, the jails for kids, you know, teenagers, and that and and every bed that was filled, they were getting money, and they had they were getting enough money, they could. Give a million dollars to judges that normally would have released the kid on some sort of probation or something, but they put him in the jails to get the money. Now, those those two judges went to jail, but there's judges in California, I know, doing the same thing. They haven't gone to jail. When somebody tried to point it out, they went to jail. They were arrested. A 78-year-old man was arrested for going 60 seconds over his allotted time in front of the county commissioners, the county board. He was put in jail for days because he went 60 seconds over 
his allotted time, even though they had interrupted him a couple of times during his allotted time to speak. And all he was doing, he just didn't know what can of worms he was opening. He was asking, why are all these kids going to be putting into these reform schools? We never used to do that. He knew. He'd been a social worker at one time, or at least worked somehow in those offices. And he saw, like, why are all these kids being put in there? He was just naive. He didn't understand. Follow the money. (laughs) It goes on all the time. You can't do anything about it. Unless you repent and start seeking the kingdom of God. Because they will just isolate you. People knew that that old man was put in jail and they thought it was terrible. And then they went back to watching TV. Because they don't care about their neighbor as much as they care about their personal comfort. You've cultivated an entire world like that. And they're going to take you out. (laughs) Unless you repent. But they will lose in the long run. They will go down the drain. They will decline and fall like the Roman Empire. I have faith that they will do that. I'm just trying to get you, as many of you, over on the side of Christ as I can. Because if you're not, you'll go down with them. And your children will go down with them. So, the princes asked for rewards, the wages of unrighteousness, and the great men... He uttereth his mischief, his mischievous desire. And that's that's where we're at. You know, if you go back to Micah 3.11, the heads thereof judge for reward, for bribes. And the priests thereof teach for hire. That's your ministers. There, there are no ministers at his holy church they get a wage, a salary. It doesn't work that way. It's free will offering, so they have to work themselves. I work and labor for most of what I depend upon. I have for years and years written all these books, give them away for free. Written all these articles, now probably thousands of audios, all there for free. And linked now to articles where there are hundreds of footnotes. I don't teach for hire. I teach for love. And the prophets thereof divine for money. That's CNN. That's your prophets. <laughs> NBC. That's your prophets. They've all sold out. They've been hijacked. Yet will they lean upon the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? None evil can come upon us. Well, the Pharisees thought that until the destruction of Jerusalem because that was not Jerusalem, which is, again, if you go back to Micah 1 and our talk on that, Jerusalem is the Hebrew words for double peace. Double peace is when you do righteousness with both hands. Right now you're doing wickedness with both hands. What are both hands? Jesus says, don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing or the left hand know what the right hand is doing what was it I think it was the right the right hand is where you carry the sword the left hand is what you would give alms with and charity with you should not be forcing the alms of the people you're not free anymore 
You're back in Egypt. You're back in Babylon. Mystery Babylon because it's a secret to you. It's not a secret. It's right there in front of you. So they have their mischievous desires. So they wrap it up. They wrap you up. The best of them is as a briar. The moral upright is sharper than the thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh. Now shall be their perplexity. Are you perplexed by the things that I'm saying? Are you confused? Does this go contrary to what you've already been taught? Didn't Jesus go contrary to what Paul taught? What Paul was taught? Yes. And you see, because you're back doing what the Pharisees did. You're back in the Corbin of the world. The sacrifice of the world, which is not free will offerings. Like I say, the word charity shows up nowhere in the Old Testament, but free will offering does. They don't always translate it that way, but they often do. And we go into that. We have a page on free will offering to show you what those words really mean. Using their own concordances. I mean, it's like a Romans 13. We use their concordances and show you what the word means. The higher power is the higher liberty. That word power is translated liberty. It means the right to choose. Let every man remain subject to the higher liberty. Because all liberty is of God. There is no liberty but of God. And anyone who opposes liberty opposes God. Socialism opposes the liberty of choice. It takes away the choice of the individual. Because they believe that they have the right to take from their neighbor. To take the inheritance away from their neighbor. Jacob thought he had that right. And that's why, you know, the sin of Jacob is mentioned so much in Micah. Verse 5. Trust ye not in a friend, but ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son of dishonoreth the father. The son dishonoreth the father. The daughter riseth up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Are you seeing houses divided over politics? Over vaccinate or not vaccinate? Over charity versus force? Yes. I can tell you that this is the product of the fact that you do not honor your father and your mother. Your days will not be long upon the land. Because you're not taking care. Honor, the word honor there, we've gone over this so many times, means to fatten, to take care of, to provide for. You're supposed to be doing that. No, you say, oh, it's the government's job. I don't, I gave it the temple. I have to do no more odd for my parents because they're getting a social security check. And, oh, no, some, some sons and daughters will do some stuff. But they rely upon that social security check to take care of their parents. Of course, some of the parents, they won't repent of it. I paid in. I have a right to that money. There is no money. We go through this and we show you. You have no right to the money. 
There is no money. The system was bankrupt from the beginning. This is Supreme Court rulings that say there is no division of funds. If the government's bankrupt, Social Security is bankrupt. And the government has been bankrupt since back in the 20s. It needed more assets and it got them when you all signed up and took the mark of the beast, which is the Social Security number or national insurance number or whatever it is that you have in your country. Because that's your badge of servitude. That means that now your labor belongs to them. A portion of your labor belongs to them. They get to decide what portion. Joseph said only one-fifth. FDR didn't limit it to (laughs) one-fifth. So they can take all your labor. They can take all the labor of your children forever. Now they're taking the lives of your children. Verse 7. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Well, you know, how many times does it say in the Bible that God will not hear you? Because you wanted a king. You know, Samuel 8. Go read Samuel 8. I should put a link to that. Samuel 8 says, okay, you want to have a king? This is what's going to happen. He's going to take and 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 take. And you're going to cry out, and I'm not going to hear you in that day. Why? Because you didn't hear him. He knew you would go that way. He told you what to put in your constitution. You wrote a constitution in the United States. Pretty good compared to most. But it's only got one of the five items that God said to put in a constitution. And and they don't pay attention to that anyway. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, when I fall. I shall arise when I sit in darkness. Okay, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Only if you're willing to look at the light. If you run from the light, like Adam and Eve, like so many others, who hid from the truth of your failing, it's it's humbling to find out that you haven't been seeking the kingdom of God. You've actually become workers of iniquity. It's either humbling or it makes you angry. If it makes you angry and you want to run away and you say, no, I don't, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I got a degree. <laughs> Your degree in what? A buck? I don't know what coffee goes for now. It used to go for a nickel. <laughs> show you how old I am. But, uh, it doesn't mean anything to God. It didn't mean anything to Paul. Paul. It meant a lot to Paul when he got it. But now he counts it as dumb. Because he realized, oh my gosh, we're supposed to be living by faith, hope, and charity, not force, fear, and fealty. And so he went the way of Christ. Now it's your turn. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he... Plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light and I shall behold his righteousness. I will, basically what he's saying is incorporate his righteousness into my ways. He says, I will bear the indignation of the Lord. I will admit I screwed up. I was fooled. I was brought under a strong delusion. 
I believed a lie. Now you can repent. Now, repenting is changing of the mind. It's thinking a different way. That's what repentance means. What way are you supposed to think? Am I supposed to write upon your mind and tell you what to think? No, you have to admit you're wrong and suffer the indignation of the Lord and sit and wait to be still and know and let God write upon your heart and your mind as to what you should do and where you should be. Maybe he has darkened your eyes or allowed your eyes to be darkened so that you would be in the place that you're at now. So that you can bring light there. But you can't bring your light there. Your diploma is not light. You have to sit and suffer the indignation of God. Admit you were wrong. And wait upon the Lord to give you wisdom. In the meantime, read our stuff. <laughs> Listen to our stuff. <laughs> because we're the watchmen on the wall. That That's what Gregory means. I was given that name when I was an infant. I don't know. They may have picked it out before I was even born. I don't know. But it means watchmen. And so evidently this, is, this has been my job. I, I don't see anything except by the grace of God. But what I see, and I said, well, how am I going to tell people this? They're not going to believe me. So God said he'd give me the facts and the information. And, and I said, well, I can't afford books. So he, he gave me the books. And then he gave me the Internet. <laughs> and he gave me resources. Well, every time I sit down to do research for an article, I, I sit still. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I wait. Until God tells me what to search for and where to search for it and where to look for it. This little shepherd out there here in the wilderness, in the desert, uncovered the plans. You know, I I remember talking to the other ministers. I said, something's wrong with this pandemic. I was hearing about the pandemic. Other people were listening to the BBC and other other programs. And they were saying that I was going to have to really be careful because I'm old and I have bad lungs from injuries way back when I was a child. And, you know, and I, I could die from this. I could die from anything. I'm not, I'm not afraid of death. I'm not looking for it. <laughs> I'm looking for life. I want you to have life. I want your children to have life. The next generation to have life. But I was saying something's wrong here. And we were uncovering what was wrong. And exposing it right away. In the earliest days. Where are they going? Well, I have a much more insight into where they're going. And you don't want to go with them. You want to go the ways of Christ. So, stay tuned. Let's find out what the ways of Christ really are. Okay, well, let's take a look at verse 10. We're talking about this... this uh, in, in verse 9, they were talking about this execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light. I shall behold his righteousness. So, you've gotten a little glimpse. And that's a glimpse. That's all we could do in this short period of time. A little glimpse into the righteousness of God. Which is uh, 
the kingdom of God, that's what we're supposed to be seeking, the kingdom of God and His righteousness. In His righteousness, we take care of one another out of love, not with force, not with strong-arming our neighbor and forcing him to contribute to what we want. I mean, that's just that should be a no-brainer. That's not complicated to understand. You just don't think you're forcing your neighbor to contribute to your welfare because you're not actually twisting the arm. You're watching TV while somebody else is twisting your neighbor's arm. I'm not saying it's not legal for the government to do that. It is legal to do that. But in order for them to do that legally, they had to get your consent. And they got your consent when you applied for benefits. Or your parents sold you into bondage when they applied for benefits, like free education. I've never been to public school. Actually, my parents were going to send me to public school kindergarten, and I left. I ran all the way home. They didn't ever send me back again. Because <laughs> it, it was a long ways. I, mean, I, I can't remember how far it was, but I remember running down the road. <laughs> so... They never sent me back. I was a little bit of a precocious child, to say the least. But uh, anyway, and uh, just to show you how things work, I was probably autistic uh, by many standards. Uh, I certainly was dyslexic. And uh, I had been to doctors. My grandfather was a doctor uh, of old school. I didn't go to him to be my doctor. They took me to other doctors. I mean... I've been stuck so many times by chemicals pumped into my veins that they had to give me shots under my arms because you couldn't put any more shots in my in the surface of my arm anymore. So I stopped going to doctors when I was 13 years old. Basically, when I was 14, I, I said I wasn't going anymore and my parents never asked me to go again. <laughs> so anyway... But uh, not I'm not condemning all doctors, but a lot of their practices are causing all kinds of problems today with autoimmune and uh, and uh, dyslexia and and uh, autism. But that autism also helped me. It allowed me to see things differently than everybody else. It gave me this precocious nature where I was willing to do things that other people were not willing to do. I was able to see things that other people were not able to see. I was able to remember things. You know, when I read, I don't think in words. I think in concepts, in pictures almost. Not quite pictures, but in these non-picture pictures. (laughs) So, it has allowed me to be able to look at the world differently, but it is... Humility and admission and suffering the indignation of the Lord, admitting that I can't do this on my own. You can't do it on your own. It's, it's, it's this humbling place that is going to make the difference. It isn't being proud of your education. Paul didn't figure it out until he admitted that his education was dung. And so, just giving you a heads up on the way this path may lead for you. Verse 10. Then she that is mine enemy shall see it, and shame shall cover her which said unto me, 
Where is the Lord thy God? Mine eyes shall behold her. Now shall she be trodden down as the mire of the streets. So your enemy, who is your enemy? Well, it's not the Federal Reserve, although the Federal Reserve is a manifestation of this spiritual enemy. The, uh, you know, the Social Security system is not your enemy. It's the unrighteous mammon. You know, mammon is entrusted wealth. You go read our article on mammon. I say these words and you don't know what they mean. What they meant originally. What they should mean in your mind. I mean, religion is not what you think about God. Religion is how you take care of the needy of your society. You either do it through faith, hope, and charity or force, fear, and fealty. If you do it through force, fear, and fealty, you're not going the way of Christ. You're going the way of the world, which is the constitutional orders and systems of government of men, the covetous practices of men. So, he's saying that the enemy, which may manifest itself as the Federal Reserve, (laughs) is going to be destroyed. The spiritual enemy of unrighteousness is going to be decimated. It's not going to be decimated by Trump. It's not going to be decimated by Biden. It's going to be decimated like Saul was decimated. He fell on his own sword. It's going to destroy itself because it has given in to the spirit of destruction. We've talked about the the mass murderers who go out and shoot everybody and then when they're cornered they shoot themselves. It's because they have been invaded by the spirit of desolation and destruction. Because they have not gone the way of righteousness. We've got the whole world has gone after this way of hate and anger. You know, like when I found myself defending Trump. I mean, he's just a guy. I love the guy. I love Biden. He's an idiot, but he's also senile. He's possessed, but I would love him to repent. But he has to want to cast out the demon, but his vanity is so strong in him. I don't believe that he will make that choice, at least not now. Maybe he will in the future, as he sees it's destroying his own family. But the reality is, Trump's not your salvation. He shut down for a flu that doesn't kill even 1% of the people. He, he let all this go on. Now, I don't know if he knew what he was doing. I don't know that he was conspiring with him. But he certainly wasn't following the Holy Spirit. He wanted to build a wall to make you safe. And I bring that up. Because that's where we're going here. Those, the mire, you've returned to the mire. And of the streets, of the cities. Remember, in Hebrew, the word city means terror. (laughs) City state. Because you're going back to cities like Egypt and Babylon. Verse 11, in the day that thy walls are to be built. In that day shall the decrees be far removed. In that day also he shall come even to the 
from Assyria and from the fortified city. Now we've talked earlier about Assyria. What is Assyria? The Asurus. And, and if you read the covenants of the gods, we talk about that. The, the Canaanites, the merchants of men. They will own the full stock. Revelation is filled. Fulfilled. They own the full stock, including souls and men as slaves. And everything, your house, all these things. We show in the book Covenants of Gods legally how that is all taking place already. And like I said, I, I took it to a lawyer who wrote law books. I took it to a particular one because he was really cheap. Because he was my dad. <laughs> he didn't charge me anything. And I says, read this. Tell me what you think. And he said, I was right. But they're not going to like you. And uh haven't been to Facebook jail yet. But uh, I, I depend upon the walls of Christ. Not the walls of Trump. And he says... And from the fortified cities and from the fortress even to the river. And from the sea to sea. And from the mountain to mountain. Remember, seas are people, mountains are people. These are all metaphors. You can go into this deeper and deeper. But the point is, is that their walls will not save you. Like the... Was it the Corinthians? It wasn't the Corinthians. Uh, I was trying to think of which city-state it was when the Athens came to them and wanted to loan them money to build the wall to make them safe. And uh, they they said, no, we don't want to borrow your money because they were Sabbath keepers, and, which had nothing to do with the day. had to do with staying out of debt. But he said, no, we don't want to borrow money to build a wall. We are our walls. And if everybody who said they were Christians were actually doing what Christ said, you wouldn't need walls to keep your country safe. Your country would not be what it has become today because all those people saying they are Christians, saying they believe in Jesus, they don't know Jesus because they have blind guides because they're watchmen are not telling them the truth. Notwithstanding, the land shall be desolate despite your walls because of them that dwell therein. It's not the Assyrians. It's the people that dwell therein for the fruit of their doings because they're not doing what Christ said. They're not bearing fruit because they're not doing what Christ said. That's where you're at. All you have to do is repent, turn around. doesn't take all of you. It takes, you know, 5% of the Roman Empire became Christians. And civilization survived amongst the Christians. And died, the civil society died with Rome. And they wrote down a lot of how they set up their system and they saved the books. Charlemagne tried to implement it, but it took a thousand years before they came back with new kings, new rulers. And for a thousand years now, they've been gaining more and more power. But it's through covetous practices that they you have become their merchandise. 
time to repent. It's the eleventh hour. It's actually, you know, like a quarter till. <laughs> so, this time is running out. But you have to repent. And, you know, I spent a lifetime working at this. But if you repent now and begin to seek the kingdom of heaven, I will not begrudge you the wages of Christ. Because he tells us not to. So a lot of people will come at the last. But don't waste any time. No more procrastination. Repent. Verse 14. Feed thy people with thy rod. That's what I'm giving you. The rod of the shepherd. Saying, don't go that way. It's a cliff. It, there's a, that's where the coyotes are. Don't go that way either. Uh, don't, don't go over there because that's where the bobcats are. That's what the rod is for. To guide the sheep. You do not beat sheep. I'm not really beating you up. I'm just talking to you. The flock of thine heritage, which dwells solitarily in the wood, in the midst of Carmel. Carmel is the garden land. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead. Um, Again, those words have meaning. Gilead is the rocky place. You know, there's going to be hard times no matter where you're at. You know, wherever God puts you, that's where you should be. But you need to be following His ways. You need to be waiting upon Him to show you what to do. As in the days of old. Israel was great because Israel was good. When Israel stopped being good, it stopped being great. The same is true of America. The same is true of Germany. The same is true of Australia. The same is true of South Africa. And it will be different stories in different places. But you need to turn around and seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which means you have to start doing what Christ commanded, which is to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands in free assemblies, not corporate churches, free assemblies, trying to take care of one another through faith, hope, and charity, waiting upon the Lord, learning to be still and know. According to the days of thy Coming out of the land of Egypt will I show unto him marvelous things. Stop depending upon the world for your daily bread. Start depending upon one another. Come out of the land of Egypt. Before they came out of the land of Egypt, they had to take care of one another without the benefits of uh, of Pharaoh. They, They were no more straw, no more benefits. They had to take care of one another. Fill each other's water flasks. Help each other out. Take care of one another. You have to learn how to do that. The nation shall see and be confounded at all their might. They shall lay their hand upon their mouth. Their ears shall be deaf. They shall lick the dust like a serpent. They shall move out of their holes... Like worms of the earth, they shall be afraid of the Lord our God and shall fear because of thee. I will not explain that (laughs) yet. I'll have to save that for another time. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage? 
We've all sinned. If we want to be forgiven, we need to forgive others. Hating the Federal Reserve, hating Biden, hating, you know, Merkel or whoever it is, is your rulers who are delivering you into this bondage and desolation is not the answer. Loving one another is the answer. Love and charity are the same words in the Greek. He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. Mercy is what you need for others and God will have mercy on you. He will not hear you until you start having mercy on others. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Thou wilt perform the truth to Jacob. Because see, Jacob tried to take his inheritance away from his brother. You, we have done the same. He will perform the truth to Jacob and the mercy to Abraham which thou hast sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. Abraham walked in faith. Do you have faith? Will you walk in faith? Because the promise to Abraham is to those who walk in faith. So, we got through it. We got through Micah. We got through Micah chapter 7 now. I have the comments over on the right-hand side of the page. We can go through a lot of that. I have lots of links over there that uh, will show you a lot of these things that uh, your your blind pastors who have delivered you back into the bondage of Egypt, back into the desolation of desolation, who is allowing your children to be poisoned by the millions and millions. You know, there's over a 100 countries that haven't given any vaccinations out. <laughs> what? What? They're focusing on certain people. They're focusing, their great reset. Now remember, Christ is the greatest reset. I'm not preaching fear. I'm repeat, preaching repent and seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, we're all going to face death. Some of us sooner than others. You know, that's just the way it is. But what was the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah? It was, you know, behold, this was the iniquity of the sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. Strengthen the hand of the poor. We've done our shows on welfare. Giving away government welfare has weakened the black community. That's the canary in the coal mine. It's weakening the, I hate to say it, white community or non-black community. Uh, And certainly it's even gone into the Asian community. This dependence upon the social welfare systems of men who exercise authority is destroying you. It's not only made you merchandise human resources. It's not only cursed your children with debt. It's degenerating your very soul. Love. The practice of love. The practice of sacrifice for one another. Willing to give up time to show up 
at weekly meetings, even if those meetings are by phone calls, because you you live so far apart. But then taking the time to share these articles, share these shows with other people, whether it's on social media or you put it on a thumb drive and hand it to somebody. We have to beat the hedges, the brush, find people who are willing to turn around and think differently. That's repentance. Who are willing to seek a self-government of righteousness, not self-righteous governments. That is what the early Christians were doing. They were hated for it. They were condemned for it. It was the Christian conflict. We have an article. You go look at that. Why were Christians getting into trouble? Why did they outlaw private religion in 200 A.D. in in parts of Rome under Saturninus? Because Christianity was private religion. Religion was what? How you take care of the needy of your society. In 150 A.D., Justin the Martyr wrote and Tim Antonius Pius, who was the emperor at the time, and explained, this is how we do it. We meet every week, and those that have share with those that don't have enough. Why is he telling them that? Because that's not how Rome did it. Rome had free bread and circuses to entertain the people. And now you got Kate Brown, that felon, sitting in the uh, uh, halls of Oregon's government, offering the possibility of a million dollar handout to anybody if you sign up for the lottery and get, you know, your vaccination. That's what you have to do is you go get a vaccination and you get a lottery ticket and you might win a million dollars. You might be dead in 10 months. You might be dead in two weeks. You might be dead in 10 years. I don't know how long it's going to take. But how many people will you kill with your shedding? Now, I still doing more research on the shedding. There's so much misinformation out there, but it's definitely, I mean, like I said, way back in 2020, we had evidence that this was a danger. Head science officer in Pfizer uh, is saying that there's a danger of the shedding. Uh, so it's it's been known. But nobody's done any experiments as to how bad it is. You are the experiment. You are the guinea pig. Your next door neighbor is the guinea pig. You're thinking, well, I won't be able to do anything unless I get the shot. (laughs) Well, you won't be able to do anything when you're dead either. And we know that the virus isn't killing people. And not very many. Almost nobody. If you actually look at people who died of the coronavirus, or supposedly of the coronavirus, you don't even know. PCR test won't tell you. You don't know if that's what they died of. Uh, most, that's why almost everybody who died had two or more morbidities, other problems that could cause death. And like I said, I worked in convalescent homes for years. Or years ago. I mean, many years ago. A lifetime ago. And, uh, cold and flu season, the gurneys were lined up in the hallway of people who died. Old people die. Old people with lots of morbidities die at almost any disease. The death rate isn't gone up. Certainly not because of COVID. More likely because, like I say, more people die of cigarette smoking in Oregon in a few months then have died of COVID, according to their claims, their statistics, from the beginning. And they think that, so who's vaccinating for cigarette smoke? <laughs> you know, I 
It's, it's crazy. It's insane. The math isn't there. But they're not telling you and you don't know how to think and you're listening to men who sit in darkness and with evil intent, workers of iniquity. So anyway, join the network. Go to preparingyou.com or hisholychurch.org. Join the network. Learn to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands uh, because they're not done yet. There's a lot more coming and we'll tell you about it. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.